0: The Injured Senior Podcast is here to help. Like it or not, the senior and elderly population is vulnerable to negligence committed by medical professionals, nursing homes, assisted living facilities, pharmaceutical and medical device companies, insurance companies, and everyday individuals and businesses. Your host, Steve Heisler, creator of the National Injured Senior Law Center, has been advocating for seniors' rights for over 30 years and is bringing you answers to your questions. This is the Injured Senior Podcast.
1: This is Steve Heisler. I'm chatting with Maria Gamitros, who is the co-founder of the Breast Implant Safety Alliance. And you're tuned in to the Injured Senior Podcast. Now, Maria, what breast implant products have been recalled, if any?
2: So in June of 2019, there are there was a particular textured implant that was what was recalled. Textured um, breast implants seem to be the implant that is connected to um, the lymphoma. Mentor, Sientra, and Allergan all make these textured implants, but the ones that were actually recalled were the Allergan biocell implants. And what was very difficult for the patients I was working with, it's not very cut and dry um, because these implants actually went by several names over the years. And um, they were at some point they were called McGann. So I would work with these patients and they'd say, oh, no, I, mine aren't recalled. I, I had such and such. And um, that's one thing I was able to do with um, our company, uh, track my solutions, is that patients could try to put their information in there. And, you know, we could figure out if the there was this was actually a recalled breast implant.
1: All right. So I guess and, and you're talking to somebody who is pretty ignorant as far as the different types of uh, manufacturers of the implants so you're saying that McGann I guess if somebody is contemplating getting um, breast implants or if you know our our injured senior uh, nation listeners might have had implants back in the 90s or early 2000s or whatever um, is there any names that as far as manufacturers that they need to be uh, aware of so that they might want to take, you know, get the implants taken out, even though it has been, you know, maybe a a long period of time.
2: Excellent question. So the actual recalled breast implants um, were made by Allergan. At some point in time, um, the name was, the name of the company was McGann, but there are several different types of breast implants that were Um, actually recalled. I wouldn't be able to list because there are so many. And the problem that we run into, um, Allergan has lost track of of these patients. And a lot of patients that have had these implants for a long time in their body, um, they might have been given implant ID cards Uh, at some point in time, they've lost them. We have uh, patients that try to contact their implanting surgeon they are no longer in practice, so they have no information. They can't remember, you know, which type of implant they haven't, you know, placed in their body. And as far as the cancer that's developing, this was happening with a textured implant regardless of the maker. They just so happened to um, have a voluntary recall with this um, allergen um, biocell textured implant it, it's interesting what is, tec- what is a
1: textured implant I, and i'm sorry to interrupt you but i'm just one i i have no clue is that different than oh yeah
2: great question so there are smooth implants when you you know go to touch the silicone it's it's very very smooth a textured implant um not exactly sure of the exact material but it, it it's almost like a, a a gentle sandpaper um kind of feel, and so. Those are used, I think, from what I understand, they're used typically um, in a lot of mastectomy patients because um, the implant doesn't really slide around. So that texture would would help to hold it in place, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. And those seem to be the dangerous ones, the textured uh, implants.
2: Yeah, those are the ones that, I mean, all implants are causing systemic symptoms, but those are the ones that we find are um, related the most to the BIA ALCL breast implant cancer. The interesting part about this voluntary recall is that not the manufacturer or the FDA is re- recommending or paying for removal of these, um, these breast implants. So if you right now are a woman that knows that you have this Allergan BioCell textured recalled breast implant in your body, the company does not pay for removal. They will pay for a replacement and they won't just pay for this removal. and. They're actually recommending that you wait until symptoms develop before even getting them removed or replaced, which is real bizarre to me because if I had a a car and the company told me, hey, there are some of these cars where the, the brakes are going to go, would you still want to drive that car? These women do not want to keep these breast implants in their body for when cancer does develop.
1: That is ridiculous. I mean, I cannot believe <laughs> yeah, that these manufacturers are, are being so, uh, you know, I mean, they're uh, that's just that, that's that's unheard of i mean you you need they need to come out and I know why right. they're not doing it because you know they just you know they're they're you know they're gonna go down you know they're they're gonna wait as long as it takes you know they're not gonna go down without a fight and you know it's yeah i mean that's a great analogy with cars and you're right if your car is uh uh you know if, if if the brakes don't work right or you know whatever uh you need to get out of that car <laughs> you need to get rid of that <laughs> right. car yeah
2: And I'm going to bring up another analogy, um, a car analogy, in a little bit. But I I did want to discuss some of the data.
1: Go right ahead.
2: So right before we spoke um, at the FDA hearing, the FDA released about 450,000 adverse event reports that nobody had seen. So breast implants were in the news a good deal in the late 80s and 90s. And anyone searching the FDA website for adverse events from the device would have assumed that the devices were now safer. Um, part of that was due to a reporting program. The FDA allowed um, the device makers to file reports where no one would actually see them. As awareness of the issues grew um, among the breast implant um, support groups on social media, you know they wondered what was happening to the reports they made about the problems. And, um, and like I said, at the public meeting for breast implant safety, the FDA published those additional almost 450,000 reports that no one had previously seen, which is crazy because how can any of us make an informed decision about our health without having this accurate data? Um, So the FDA then vowed to release those reports publicly. And this was the first that doctors and patients really learned how many reports had been missing from view for, for so long. Um, After the meeting, physicians started reporting more because they saw the possible links between the breast implants um, and lymphoma, as well as the autoimmune issues. And in that meeting, the seriousness of the BIA-ALCL, especially with the textured implants, um, was discussed as a brief discussion on using uh, biologic mesh to wrap smooth implants if textured implants were no longer uh, available. Um, and then there were you know, more device issues reported. So patients can now, um, patient problems can now be viewed um, and include issues that may be due to breast implants and not associated with aging, such as memory loss, arthritis, depression, anxiety, autoimmune disorders, and um, neurological deficits. And I, I can speak more to, to numbers if you need any of that.
1: Well, we are kind of winding down a little bit. I, I and I'm gonna I'm gonna have you back on so we can talk because uh, there's so much content and there there's so many topics that we can talk about regarding breast implants. You know, I will just comment that I had um, a very very nice guest, um, Madrise Canard, on a couple of weeks ago, and she talked about very similar problems uh, with people who have gotten hip and knee implants. I think the bottom line is that your your body uh, is not, you know, very welcoming to you know foreign invaders. So do you agree with that? That basically it's the fact that our bodies are just not used to having breast implants uh, and other types of uh, metals and and different types of products inserted into their body.
2: Absolutely. I mean, if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that every body reacts differently. We do not all react the same. And to say that, that you know, there are no problems with these devices clearly doesn't make sense. Of course, now that we have the data that's supporting that, I w- would say anytime you go to the doctor, you I think the doctor should be asking, do you have any implanted devices in your body? Um, it seems like for many of these devices, there are a lot of very similar symptoms.
1: Qu- quickly, um, Maria, are, are any um, patients taking legal action?
2: There are, um, however, because it's a class three medical device, the manufacturers are still protected. We've been working on some federal legislation, um, hope to introduce that again this year, which would be the Medical Device Safety Act. Um, like I said the, the manufacturers that the stakeholders um, are able to to sue but not the actual patient that has experienced harm so we've been working on that we also are working on um, the medical device guardians act and what we'd like with that is for physicians to be mandated to report adverse events um, you know symptoms to the fDA because right now it's just the manufacturers and hospitals and um, Uh, A lot of times patients and physicians aren't aware that they can report, but having, you know, this information um, would change the data and we would know more um, so we could make better informed decisions. As a patient, if you're experiencing, uh, you know, an adverse event or symptom from, uh, you would say, a medication or a medical device, you can actually self-report into the FDA's MedWatch program. Um, not sure if you can put that up on your site, but um, if you just Google FDA MedWatch, um, that will come up.
1: Yeah, we will put that in our show notes uh, and track my solutions. you are very much involved with track my solutions. Um, should listeners go there? should our injured senior nation listeners go there uh, before getting an implant to check on the type of implant that um, that is being proposed to be inserted into their body or if they've had an implant and they're having problems with their implant. I mean, can they get any good information off of track my solutions?
2: Um, that's a great question. Uh, that's where we're uh, hopefully heading uh, as a company. We track medical devices. We track um, vaccines and, and lab results. And um, with track my implants, um, basically when a patient is in a surgery center, um, the recall notification process will will be digital. Um, this your implant ID cards are now digital, and patients can go to um, TrackMySolutions.us and um, you know use our Track My Implants solution for free right now. It is actually a bit difficult for patients to enter their own information, so we ask that you know you hit the help button or, or email us. We're happy to try to help you because at this stage. You want to be inputting your, it's called a UDI, the unique device identifier, so that we can track it down to the exact, um, you know, serial number and lot number and, and whatnot. But in, in this case, patients, um, this is the way the company gets back, but the patients can monitor their own medical devices and be alerted um, instantly if, you know, there's a recall called on, you know, on their device.
1: That That is really, really good information, Marie, and I really thank you for that. Maria, you have been wonderful today. I am so glad that we had you on. Thank you so much for spreading the awareness of breast implant illness. How can our Injured Senior Nation listeners get in touch with you if they wanted to talk to you about uh, the breast implant situation or maybe their own personal situation with implants?
2: Yes, um, we have a website, uh, breastimplantsafetyalliance.org, um, you can send an email through our website or, or one directly to myself, maria.gmitro, G-M-I-T-R-O at breastimplantsafetyalliance.org. You can also um, reach me at the company I'm working with um, at maria.gmitro at um, We also, uh, sometimes we refer to ourselves as VISA nonprofit. Um, And we do have a Facebook page. Um, We're also on Instagram and and LinkedIn. Um, So lots of ways to uh, follow us and get in touch.
1: That is awesome. That's awesome. Thanks again, Maria. We are going to talk to you soon.
2: Thank you. And uh, thank you for helping us spread this awareness.
1: Anytime. Injured Senior Nation, thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to again thank Maria Gamitro for appearing on the show today. She was fantastic. If you love the Injured Senior podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes uh, or any of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. If you want to share your particular story about breast implant illness or any other type of uh, medical issue, uh, feel free to email me at Steve at com. I'll be sure to respond and see if uh, it's a good fit to have you on the show. Until next time, my good friends, looking forward to next week's show. Stay well, stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to the Injured Senior Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us at InjuredSeniorPodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter. To find out more or to get help at any time, visit InjuredSeniorPodcast.com or call 855-622-6530. That's 855-622-6530.